0: Hello and welcome to the Calmer You podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest, and most confident self. Hello, hello. I hope you're doing well today. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm going to talk about health anxiety today. It's a topic that's been requested by quite a few people, even though I know it's quite a niche topic, I suppose, in the in the world of anxiety. It's not the most common form of anxiety, but I've had quite a few people asking me to do an episode about this. So I thought I would make one. Have you registered for my free anxiety masterclass yet? I'm going to be sharing my three secrets to healing anxiety and being your calmest self. And in this hour and a half workshop, you're going to discover the biggest limiting belief that is keeping you stuck and how you can shift it. The key thing most people don't realize about anxiety, and when you learn this, it changes everything, how to get to the root of anxiety once and for all. Plus, you'll experience a live and powerful hypnotherapy session to rewire your anxiety. And trust me, you don't want to miss this. It's one of the most relaxing things that you can do. To save your spot, you can head over to karma-u.com forward slash anxiety, pop your email address there, and I will send you all the details. Can't wait to see you there. So a lot of the information, or some of the information I'm going to be sharing rather today comes from an NHS resource that I found. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. It comes from a psychologist called Dr. Brendan Hogan a clinical psychologist. And so I'm going to be sharing some things of my own experience of working with people with health anxiety, have a personal experience with health anxiety, and also things from the NHS and also from Dr. Brendan Hogan, who is sharing a lot in this worksheet that I will link to. So health anxiety has to do with you know, noticing physical symptoms that may be real or they may be symptoms which are actually caused by anxiety and stress and worry. Of course, there's a great variety of the types of physical symptoms that we might be experiencing that can lead to health anxiety, but most common things might be chest pain, general aches and pains, headaches, numbness, tingling... Uh, you might have found like a lump or a bump or skin changes or something that is almost like a trigger for the health anxiety. It's something to cause concern, worry, rumination, trips to the doctor and that sort of thing. And often what's happening in health anxiety is that we are experiencing a physical sensation, which may be just a very normal sensation or a very normal Thing that our body is doing that's maybe temporary, and we are interpreting that as being an illness, a severe illness quite often. So what happens when we have health anxiety is that we we notice these symptoms or these changes in our bodies, and there may be some other trigger, some external trigger, like seeing a, someone that you know or love experiencing a health issue or seeing something on the TV or on social media. And then that triggers anxiety, which Can cause our heart to race. We have palpitations, maybe we sweat or shake, or maybe our digestive system is disturbed. And then what can happen is that we get ourselves into a cycle of checking behaviors and tuning into the body to a very high degree. So, checking the body for signs of illness. So, I've had, you know, not extensive experience with health anxiety, but definite phases of you know, a couple of days where I'd be overcome with anxiety, checking. I remember I had like an eye infection and I was constantly checking my eye or having, you know, tingling in one part of my body and, and constantly checking it. And of course, the more you check your body, the more you focus on something in your body, the stronger the symptom can become. So, I mean, anyone, if you focus on like Right now, I'm focusing on my middle finger on my left hand. If I focus on that, I can start to make it tingle just by focusing on it. You know, it's this over-checking and over-consciousness of physical changes in the body that can then just feed into that cycle of anxiety. The next thing that can happen is that we then seek reassurance. So whether that is from doctors, going to the doctors multiple times, asking to see different people, getting You know, second opinions, you know, that may help. I'll talk a bit more about that later, but that may help in the very short term to get reassurance from a doctor. But it usually isn't a kind of long term solution to health anxiety because that anxiety there will remain. And sometimes there's no amount of reassurance getting that can help us to feel secure. We might also be seeking reassurance from friends and family. So asking them to check things, asking them what's normal and asking their opinion or talking to them about the the worries that we have and, you know, wanting them to reassure us. You might spend a lot of time researching this illness that you think you maybe have or researching symptoms or looking on forums and, you know, really going down the rabbit hole of Dr. Google, basically, which... Doctor Google is never a good idea because all roads lead back to something terrible, basically. And then, as a result of all this, you might find yourself avoiding things. So, whether that's avoiding certain situations, certain people, maybe there's certain TV shows that you wouldn't watch, or certain topics that you'd really just steer clear of, even thinking about because you fear that that may trigger more anxiety in you. So, just I guess to talk about some of the symptoms of anxiety, which are all completely normal, and I'm Noticed over the years, working with so many people with anxiety, that anxiety can manifest itself in so many different ways. Like, so many different weird physical symptoms can be a, a result of anxiety. So, the, I guess the most common ones are, you know, your heart racing, having a pounding heart, palpitations, or like flutters in your heart, or the sense that your heart skips a beat. Just, you know, it can be a sign of anxiety. Having chest pain or tightness, breathlessness sweaty palms or increased perspiration, dry mouth, dizziness, tingling. You know, I've heard of people getting, you know, tingling down their arms um, as a result of anxiety, that sort of thing. General like aches and pains, feeling very tired, feeling kind of weak and lightheaded, um, you know, digestive issues and also headaches. So yeah, and I guess there's also things like skin problems you know that can be a result of stress and anxiety as well. So, yeah, if you think you are perhaps struggling with health anxiety, then my first piece of advice is to please go and get some professional help for this. Maybe that's something you pursued already. Perhaps you are on a waiting list, a very long waiting list unfortunately, in the UK very often for counseling or CBT. But I really would say, please don't just put up with struggling on your own. It is possible to get better from this, to change your mental state, to become more calm and rational when it comes to your health. And it is such a horrible thing to be worried about because I think it it taps into our, you know, a very deep fear of dying, which is a normal fear for a human being, but it can really activate this fear of death that we have. And it's a horrible feeling if you feel like you're going to die, obviously. And so please do get some professional help for that and speak to your doctor or look into different types of therapy that may help with health anxiety. The next thing to do is to not check, to try to really break the habit of checking your symptoms, checking different body parts, because you are almost like feeding the monster in a sense and keeping the monster alive. It's like putting fuel on a fire whereby you think you're helping yourself by helping yourself to feel reassured. But the reality is is that you're actually just re-engaging with the fear and putting more and more attention onto it, where we kind of, in the case of health anxiety, want to be, you know, trying to think about it less and trying to engage with it less so that we can Distract ourselves from it and engage with the real world again rather than getting fixated on different symptoms that we may have. So, stop checking. Remember that feelings come and go, physical sensations come and go. It's really normal sometimes to have a little lump on your body and for it to be gone in a couple of days. You know, obviously, if you have something that is, you know, there for any longer period of time, it might be good to get it checked out. But, you know, symptoms can come and go. And, if you notice that the symptoms are only there when you're anxious, that could be a really good sign that the symptom itself is a result of anxiety itself. So decide on how much checking is reasonable. It might be asking your doctor for some advice on this or checking with friends and family and see how often they check or monitor their bodies. So if you do feel tempted to check, please don't. Find a way to distract yourself. Come up with some ideas of things you could do In that moment where you're tempted to check to distract yourself, whether that is texting a friend or watching a YouTube video of something that will make you laugh or getting up and moving around, getting up and making a cup of tea, going outside, listening to some music, find a way to distract yourself. And of course, you know, there are some behaviors around checking which are healthy, like you should check your boobs once a month. I'm not sure about how, how often you need to check your balls, but look into that and make sure that you are doing you know, the healthy amount of checking of your body, but not doing it compulsively. When it comes to reassurance, a question that Dr. Brendan Hogan asks us to consider is how much reassurance would it take to make you stop worrying about your health forever? And the reality is that there's often no amount of reassurance because again, asking for reassurance is kind of like putting fuel on the fire again. In the long run, reassurance doesn't work for people with health anxiety. And most of the time, it actually makes things worse. So really be on the lookout for where you're asking for reassurance, where you're tempted to go you know, to the doctors again. And remember that, yeah, it's not about getting reassurance. It's about changing your own mindset and trying to break the habit of going down that path. The same goes for researching and getting onto Dr. Google. Again, the advice is to really try to avoid doing that. Try to avoid going down that rabbit hole and feeding that (laughs) anxiety monster. Can you distract yourself instead? Can you do something else? Perhaps, you know, sometimes it might be about finding a way to sit with the feelings. You know, I remember uh, having a moment of health anxiety of like, right, I'm feeling incredibly anxious about this thing. You know, what would it be like for me to just you know, instead of trying to make the feeling go away by searching for, you know, forums or searching on Dr. Google or asking someone's opinion, what would it be like to really just sit with this feeling, this uncomfortable feeling of fear and uncertainty about this symptom that I'm experiencing? What would it be like to, instead of, you know, fighting against that feeling to actually say to yourself, could I welcome this feeling of anxiety and uncertainty. Can I just allow this feeling to be there? So just saying that to yourself now, perhaps, you know, inviting yourself to welcome the feeling instead of fighting against it. And something interesting can happen that when we welcome our feelings, rather than trying to make it stop, we start to change our relationship with the feeling. And actually very often people find that they can handle the feeling, that it subsides somewhat when they stop fighting it. So, Getting is the habit of welcoming the feeling and as kind of morbid or strange as it sounds, you know, perhaps even saying to yourself, I remember I remember being in an anxious state and saying to myself, right, I'm just, I'm going to die then. That's fine. Like, can I make, can I have this attitude of just making peace with that for a moment? Um, what's that like? And because obviously with health anxiety, dying is the worst case scenario and the thing that we're fearing." what's it like to embrace that thought rather than trying to fight against that thought? And as soon as I allowed myself to kind of embrace that thought instead of fighting it, a lot of that anxiety started to go away. And it just shifted my relationship with what I was experiencing. And I don't think it was that I actually did think I was gonna die on on one level, I guess. But yeah, kind of accepting that that I was in a sense, Seem to help at the time. So I don't know if that will help you, but it might be worth considering. Really key thing to remember with health anxiety is the distinction between probability and possibility. So, yes, there's always a possibility that you have, you know, a rare form of cancer or rare this, that, and the other. But actually, the probability that something is awry with your body is actually very low. And so we need to know that distinction between probability and a possibility. Just because something is possible, you know, anything's possible really, but is it really probable? You know, can we step back and think about it in this rational way? So some more questions from Dr. Brendan Hogan to ask yourself, and you might want to write these down and journal on them or type them into your phone and, you know, consider them, you know, later on today. So the first one is, am I overestimating the risk here? Could my symptoms be related to something else besides illness? Am I underestimating my ability to cope? What would I say to myself if I wasn't so worried? What would I tell a friend if they had this worry? What would a friend tell you about this worry? And that can be a really key one. It's something that's often used in CBT and in you know self-compassion fields to think about what you would say to a friend who is experiencing what you're experiencing right now. And you know, we're always so good at being able to give advice to other people, not so good sometimes at taking our own advice or giving advice to ourselves, but asking ourselves, what advice would I give to a friend? enables us to tap into that wisdom that we all have and a different perspective and just getting some space between us and the problem so that we can think about things more rationally and more clearly. So I I really recommend doing that in this case. So just a few things there on health anxiety. As always with this issue, yeah, I really hope that you feel better soon, that you find some peace and that, yeah, you get some professional help if you need that. And I'd love to know what you thought of this episode. Let me know on Instagram. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge. And this might be one that you could send to a friend. Perhaps you don't necessarily relate to health anxiety yourself, or it's not a massive problem for you, but you know someone who is struggling in this way and you might want to pass on this episode to them. So please do forward it along to a friend. And you can download my anxiety toolkit at karma.com hyphen you.com forward slash free. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great week ahead and sending you lots of love. You have been listening to the Karma You podcast with me, Chloe Brotheridge. Don't forget you can download loads of freebies for anxiety and confidence at my website, you.com You can also find out about my app and my one-on-one sessions